Welcome to Think Like a Penguin, The Art of Flying. This is the podcast to help you think outside the box, live more confidently against the grain and become your more authentic self. Penguins don't traditionally fly, but what's to say they won't one day? In three, two, <laughs> recording. No, I'm actually recording. So, um, Hi. Hi, Liv. Hi, Jem. This is exciting. Hi, friend. Are you at all nervous or are you just... No, I'm not. wait to be here. Yeah. Well, it's just super casual, isn't it? It's just a chat in a really unorthodox booth with mics and things. And so chuffed to be your first guest as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, welcome, guys. Thank you. If anyone has tuned in, that's... um. That's lovely. Of course they have. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Millions of listeners yeah, I right know. now. Yeah, hi all the, the crowds, the millions. Um, Jem, thanks for coming. I know that it's a bit unusual. This is definitely my kind of baby and I've thought, oh yeah, I want to do a podcast. But this has come from us just having loads of chats over the last few months and going, oh, there's a bit something in this. Maybe there's a bit of wisdom or there's a bit of insight. And I mean, I love our chats. Mm-hmm. We just talk for days you're basically my free therapist oh thanks mm. yeah well i'll find some some way you can pay me <laughs> food maybe yeah, food. um well do you want to introduce yourself a little bit okay well um my name is Gemma, and i've known Liv about a year now haven't i yeah yeah has it been a year yeah i'm so sorry well, maybe you tolerated me no longer long it's been i think it's been longer we first met on a on a yacht didn't we oh yeah we did yeah, because yeah. we live the high life and yes. we're just swanning around the seas. No, we were actually the plebs working on the yacht. Yeah, we were. <laughs> so we met through work. Although you were working and I had nothing to do, so I was just bugging you like, are you sure you don't want me to like help? Yeah. And then, thank God you said no, because my <laughs> cooking ability. <laughs> so you're a chef, I am a chef, obviously. <laughs> I think if I'd helped, I would have ruined everything. <laughs> I was so desperate to like scramble an egg or something. I know. <laughs> you wouldn't let and me. And I believed that you had cooking skills. Yeah, no, nah, just all... Make it to make it. So Liv didn't chop any onions that day, but we no. did. We did stay friends. Yeah, there was definitely we clicked, and I thought I like this one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep talking to her and stay in touch. And yeah, um, yeah you're definitely my best friend. And, ah, um, you're mine I'm too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very Huge. thankful to have you in my life as my free therapist. Yeah, I, I think you're full of wisdom and. Whenever I've got dramas going on, which I feel like I always Jam, do. you're already a guest on the pod. You don't need to try and sell, <laughs> sell me to get a spot on here. But um, yeah. yeah, no, that's cute. Thank you. You're my go-to friend for uh, life advice. And that's why I think it's really great that you're doing this podcast. Because I always think that you should be a therapist. You always have such great yeah. nu- nuggets of wisdom. Well, I guess like I am technically. Like people go, oh, what do you do? And obviously I'm now a full-time artist. But my whole life has been in wellness and in therapy and helping people just in different ways. And that's um, why we kind of clicked, I reckon, because we were in a really difficult job. We won't kind of go into Mm -hmm. detail about what that was, but I was um, doing wellness as part of my job and I um, had a lot of time. We had a lot of time, didn't we? We just sort of, Mm -hmm. when we were needed, we had to give our 100% attention, but then there was a lot of time where we could just hide and work out or... Um, yeah, basically have a laugh, essentially. We did many laughs. <laughs> we many laughs. They keep coming. So, um, yeah, we now no longer work in the jobs that mm-hmm. we met at. Um, 
I think for both of our benefits, that's mm-hmm. really good. But yeah, we've definitely got an amazing friendship yeah. out of that. That's my best takeaway from yeah, that absolutely. period in my life. I agree. Um, and yeah, we're going to do this pod. You made a joke that we probably could, off the back of this, do our own podcast mm-hmm. eventually. Called... Chalk and cheese. Chalk and cheese. I'm the cheese, obviously, being the chef. And I'm the chalk, being the artist. <laughs> I was like, that is a genius. So, yeah, maybe we've changed the name of this pod anyway before it goes live. But also because we are very different as well, aren't we? So different. Yeah. Which I guess is also really relevant to the theme of this pod is mm-hmm. thinking outside the box, opening up your opinion, like just being open to other people's views learning from people that's what it, this whole podcast is all about which is why you're absolutely perfect because um I know you kind of joke that I'm your therapist but I gain so much as well from um just learning from you I find oh yeah wow. I find that's that nice. we both well obviously that's the point of our friendship is yeah we can both benefit yeah so let's dive straight in yeah because we could just ramble on for, mm-hmm. for days as we but do we have I have got my handwritten little notes here on half scrappy bit of sketchbook paper, which is perfect. How yeah. I roll. <laughs> the listeners can't see this. No, it's they fine. can't. Um, <laughs> so first of all, the way that um, I want to start every podcast is a little first five. So um, five ways in which you can do a really mundane everyday task differently mm-hmm. to make it more exciting um just make you stop and think about okay how can I actually turn this really boring um annoying thing into something enjoyable or fun or utilize this like so the first one we're going to just do today is housework so mm. it has to be done unless you are our old employers and have people to do your housework for you yep. most people have to do the housework so I've come up with five little alternative ways every single week there'll be a different first five on a completely different topic but um yeah I suggest that maybe you try one of these five so we have got the first one (laughs) 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 doing the nude which I'm like why not and then my response to this is why would you do housework in the nude I don't I don't feel comfortable in the nude I'd be worried someone's going to see me outside. Yeah, so maybe that one isn't relevant for you. But no. personally, I love being in my body. I love mm. kind of dancing around, you know, airing. And this is where we're chalk and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, these are just options. You don't have to do yeah. this. Okay. Maybe um, inviting a friend around, having a wine, mm. doing it like that. So, um, yeah, making it more of a social thing. That's number two. Love number it. three... I thought this would be well fun. If you have a housemate or a partner or a child or a friend, you know, anyone, they can stick little notes around and make it like a treasure hunt. Yeah. So make it like really fun. Uh, that's the inner child. Under the pile of rubbish is a note. So yeah. here's your reward for cleaning that yeah, pile of rubbish. Yeah, 100%. Like even little cute little, hey, you're halfway or yeah. smiley face. Oh, or I love it. Making it, yeah, just make it more enjoyable. Um, Obviously, music's a classic. Mm-hmm, so absolutely. if you're crank bored, it. yeah, crank that music mm. and have a little dance. Or even podcasts. Like, it's actually such a perfect... It probably takes, depends how clean freak you are, but half an hour to two hours to do a proper house clean. Oof, two hours, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, my place isn't that big. You might be speaking for yourself there, Jim, uh, with your no. munch on, but... <laughs> I am very clean, but I'm not going to spend two hours. No, clean. but a beautiful nugget of time to listen to a podcast yeah. maybe this one plug mm-hmm. you're already doing it so <laughs> each week why don't you are you, know, you cleaning right now you should be yeah like you can tie in like use that as 
an opportunity, a, a, a beautiful moment of time where you can actually be learning, you can listen yeah. to an audio book, you can whatever, mm-hmm. something. For sure. Yeah, so um, see it as an opportunity rather than um, an arduous task. With I like no that one. To it. And then this is, <laughs> this is more the sort of PT in me, um, that maybe you could ch- make it a challenge, like set the timer and do yes. it as fast as you can and then the next time see how fast Try you can Try and beat it. it. Love it. Or Time trial challenge. Yeah, or see if you can make an obstacle course of it. Or just, Oh, like, yeah. People might think you've slightly lost your marbles. Like the kids or, you know, partner might be like, what is yeah. she doing? Just sprinting. Sorry, no time to chat. Running. <laughs> like, and in between rooms, 10 push-ups. Yeah. Continue on. Yeah. But essentially, cool. your first five is all about... Taking a really arduous task and making it fun and mm. making something of it. So hopefully that helps. And if, um, I wonder what the next one will be. Well, who knows? You have to tune in to find out. <laughs> I but, will. But share as well. Like, I think that would be, be really fun to see. And you, who knows? You might even look forward to cleaning the house every single week. Imagine that. Oh, so good. You're welcome, <laughs> Something everyone. Something we can all strive for. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So that's a nice little kind of like start but we're gonna talk about something that is possibly gonna hit a few nerves Mm -hmm. like really get into the nitty-gritty and what I'm gonna do with every um, guest is just ask them to come with one question Mm -hmm. and I have to say I am not a qualified psychologist Mm -hmm. I've got my um, qualifications in art therapy I've worked as a life coach um, which kind of I have done a qualification for of sorts. It's not like degree recognized. Obviously, I'm a personal trainer. Um, and I've spoken to thousands of people over the years, whether when I'm doing massage or whatever. So I do feel like my experience can help with these big, heavy questions. Mm-hmm. But um, please don't assume that any advice I give is from, you know, a doctorate yeah. or anything. I'm just opening up a conversation yeah. and that's really important I don't want anyone to kind yes. of go oh well Liv said on this podcast so therefore I'm going to take it as mm-hmm. truth that's not the point of this this is to have a back and forth um, discussion yeah. and maybe some people resonate with what you say some people might resonate with what I say some people might disagree completely to both of us that's mm-hmm. fine so mm-hmm. very um, important disclaimer there yes glad I've yeah. got that out of the way so, so I ask you a question now, don't I? Yeah. So this yeah. came from a few days ago. We were mm. having a sort of back and forth text, although mm. I was doing voice messages mm. because I was painting a mural at the time and I couldn't put my brush down. I was yeah. sort of in the flow. Yeah. Um, sadly, we don't have any of those audios, but we, yeah. we had some really good little kind of back and forth. Yeah. Questions. You were churning out some awesome nuggets of knowledge. Yeah, and like then I done. said, we should make this a podcast. Yeah. But it was primarily, it started off about self-love, didn't it, really? Because that's something that you're amazing at and I'm not so good at it. Mm. And so what we discussed was why do some people beat themselves up so much? Why are they so critical or hard on themselves, i.e. myself? And why are others more forgiving and have an incredible amount of self-love and forgiveness? And that would be you. Mm. So why is that? Why why can we be so different? Yeah, and I guess that then, because I ask that of you, because mm. I, I see you and I'm like, oh my God, amazing woman, beautifully, like, just beautiful inside and out, funny, caring, like a joy in my life. Oh. And it breaks my heart that you don't see that in yourself. But also, I know it's true that so many people mm. don't don't see that. Yeah. Um, and I think initially the first the first part is awareness so so many people will go through life and they won't even know 
that they don't love themselves. They won't even be aware of the chat that goes on in their head. Like mm -hmm. thousands and thousands of self-taught kind of little sentences a day will be of self-loathing or beating ourselves up or saying, oh, we're not good enough or criticizing ourselves. And, you know, I can think of in a moment on a, like a tennis court and I usually verbalize it. I'm like, oh, Livy, because oh, I've missed a serve or something like, yeah. but they're few and far between. And, and in between that are actually subconscious kind of messages of love to myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that that has happened overnight. That's been mm. 20 years of work and mm -hmm. self-development, but it started with awareness. So um, some people might not know, that I was um, anorexic and suicidal and struggled with mental health and I have been depressed. So I get, I guess I, I understand, I fully appreciate where someone can be in a place of self-loathing. I'm trying to bridge the gap to go, well, how did I end up here? Mm -hmm. Like, how did I end up in a position where I can genuinely look at myself in the mirror, give myself a little smile, whether naked or not, <laughs> <laughs> mood cleaning the house, um, and, and kind of, love the person looking back at me and be like oh hey how are you <laughs> like, like oh hey there looking yeah good. no mate but I'm not looking at my physical yeah. I'm just seeing myself in my eyes in my soul mm -hmm. and I can genuinely connect with that person with love in the mirror and I I suspect that sadly not everyone can do that no um yeah I don't think that's something that I do often at all to be honest so I think potentially that's what it almost has to be like forced, like mm. practice. Yep. So when I was in hospital and I, I loathed myself, like I, I hated the person I was. I, my aim was to end my life mm. through starvation because I just, I hated me. Every, every ounce of, you know, every cell within myself I hated. Mm. Um, but it was, first of all, an awareness kind of going, oh shit. Yeah, I, I do hate myself. Um, and how's that showing up? So for me, it was showing up through starvation, through punishing myself with a grueling exercise routine, mm -hmm. through not letting myself sit down. It was So first of all, perhaps it's looking at ways in your life where you aren't doing things for joy mm -hmm. and you aren't doing things for um, a place of nurturing and love. You're doing something where you're thinking if you actually stopped and had awareness, you go, actually, I don't really want to do this, mm. but I'm doing it as a way to try and beat myself up or to, you know, not be very nice to myself. So I think that's the, maybe the first step is, is this thought, feeling, action, usually a doing thing coming from a place of love or mm -hmm. is it coming from a place of um, hate or control or beating myself up? Mm -hmm. So, for instance, a very like you love exercise mm -hmm. and that's so cool. And um, I think that's one thing we connected over initially. For sure. Um, and this is a whole other topic, but I think I am not afraid to go, you know what, if I can't be asked, I'm like, oh, stuff it. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to have a packet of biscuits or <laughs> yesterday, three cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious cookies, might I add. Um, and I'm just going to, in the moment, kind of listen to what, I need mm -hmm. and that's that has to happen time and time and time and time again and I guess it can be scary because you think oh shit well that means I'm going to be a different person like I'm actually going to go through life acting different and behaving different mm -hmm. but it's yeah awareness first 
And then almost the bonus potentially or the, the, the knock-on effect is once you start listening to what you're really truly wanting to do, then you go, oh my gosh, this actually makes me feel happy. And then you do more of the thing that you, the different kind of approach. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. But I think as well, one thing that just came to mind is there is so much information out there trying to offer us solutions in order to feel happy, to feel well, to, you know, buy into our, you know, latest fad or craze that's going to make us feel good enough. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of have to go, is this actually trying to really help me or is this trying to take money off me? Oh, yeah. Because, like, this podcast is free. Like, I would never charge someone to listen because I'm just trying to give advice on how to, how essentially I've gotten from a place of wanting to end my life to now a place where I love every freaking day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, you have to kind of go, what what have, what out there? Because there is so much. There's Obviously, there's podcasts, there's books, there's materialistic things, there's sign up for this program let's talk to this person it's you know you'll you'll feel happier if you've just got one less wrinkle on your face like it sounds ridiculous to say it but we buy into these things yeah and I think it's actually about going back into ourselves and finding for ourselves what makes us happy um so like as a kid what do you reckon was your go-to Moments of joy. Mm. Definitely being outside and playing. Mm. And how much do you do that? Now? Yeah. I don't think I play anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It was normally just going outside and um, kicking a kicking a ball with the neighbours or... Oh, my God, Jam, I love playing, kicking a ball. <laughs> Why playing, have we not done this? Playing hide and seek. Yeah. Any kind of game. Yeah. And I'd just play until it got dark, until your parents were calling you and telling you to come come yeah. inside yeah you just wanted five minutes longer yeah I think yeah. there needs to be an element of simplifying it like mm. just because we feel confused or we're we're not feeling like we're getting the answers we want because so many people are looking for ways to make themselves feel genuinely happy mm-hmm. or feel like enough and then when they feel like enough then they feel like they can start to love the person they are yeah and um maybe it's just going actually what did I do I know that kids have the beautiful lack of awareness Mm. of self within the world. Like I'm almost envious of kids because they're not too fussed about what people think of them and they can... I often think this. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, for sure. I I just love how kids just don't, they don't really care what other people think. Mm. And I remember when I was a kid, I used to think that the the world revolved around me. I think we all do that as a kid. And then you get that moment and you're like, oh, no, I'm actually pretty small. The world doesn't revolve around me. But isn't it great that when you do think it does? Kind of. Yeah, I think there's a happy, happy balance. And I'm working with teenagers at the moment doing some art therapy. And I think there's, a you kind of need to find that, in between yeah. like you don't want to be such a selfish prick that you go yep. about life thinking I'm you know God's yeah. gift to the world yeah. everyone bow down to me but you also don't want to be apologetic for your existence yeah yeah and I think maybe you've made a really good point like being finding somewhere in the middle where mm. you you feel comfortable that your presence has a purpose mm-hmm. 
rather than what you do has a purpose because I think we get so fixated on I am and then a doctor or yeah. I am a lawyer or I am a makeup artist or I am like yeah. actually what what is your presence what's your energy in the world and does that serve mm -hmm. people um, but also have the grace to you know I'm just one tiny tiny person within what are we now? Seven billion? I don't even know how many. Something like that. Yeah. COVID might have wiped out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wish I should laugh. If no, that's no. Good. Sorry, that wasn't a joke. But yes, there's there's so many of us. So it's kind of, again, I think just going back to awareness, mm. I often find going up on a hill really, really helpful. Partly mm. going into your, um, you know, your love of just being outside and playing and yeah. just kind of out in nature. But looking down and getting perspective. Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to go back to the your comment about kind of comparing, being aware that you are one, one person within society, mm -hmm. worrying about what others think. It's just reminded me of another sort of part of our conversation the other day when we were talking about what we, how what we value as um, successful in life can be completely different from one person to the other. Mm. Yeah. Because I was saying how, um, you know, I think I view success as um, being married, having a having a partner and perhaps having kids. Yeah. Whereas you were saying that some people don't want to get married and that just does not appeal to them one bit. Yeah. And that's not a sign of, you know, success that you've made it in life. Yeah. I would just say there's probably two, two points on that. Mm. Is that often I used to find that when I was struggling with self-worth or feeling like I wasn't loving myself or needed a reason to beat myself up and keep myself small, I would probably subconsciously, not on a conscious level, but project an expectation, a standard, a goal for myself that was completely not attainable. So we're really good at doing that. Like we're, we're very good at putting out there an example or a story, so we create a narrative, and then we find examples of that narrative in life. So um, usually, if you're not in a great headspace, or if you're not feeling wonderful, you'll find examples in life that back up that narrative that you've created yourself. Right. So if you were to get the husband, and if you were to get you know, the house and marriage and blah, 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 you'd potentially, not definitely, but you'd potentially find something else to then go, oh, actually, no, no, I, if only I had the Porsche, then I would really be happy. Mm -hmm. Or if only I had a husband that was a brunette, not a blonde. Like, we kind of always, we, and it's a survival strategy. We're, a, we're always aiming to push the bar, push the bar, push the bar, because we need to evolve. We need to develop and grow. But yeah. we have to, again, goes back to awareness. We have to go, is that genuinely going to make me happy? Mm -hmm. Is that genuinely what society thinks is important? Or is that just a projection I'm putting out there as an unattainable goal to keep me in this spiral of self-deprecation? Mm -hmm. Is that a word? Yes. Yep. Thanks, Jem. I'm a bit, <laughs> bit dyslexic over here. <laughs> Good word. Um, oh, I sound intelligent. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's one thing. So we, so we kind of get caught up in putting out something that we don't have just as a, go, as a way to go, see, I don't have it, therefore I can beat myself up a bit more mm -hmm. and I can validate 
the narrative that I've told myself that I'm not achieving and I'm not good enough. So is that called confirmation bias? Yeah, yeah. That I mean, you you should have just said that. You should have interrupted me five <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> Looking yeah. for things to confirm your beliefs. Yeah. Which yeah. are usually negative ones. Yeah. yeah. Well, that I'm not. I haven't even got onto the other part of the social kind of. I'll just stay stay on the social. Yeah. 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 And then let me write that down in my very professional sketchbook. <laughs> <laughs> um, beliefs, because we'll absolutely come back to that. That is a whole episode in itself, my gosh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the other part of sort of projecting um, an idea or a goal is like you say, what's important to you actually probably or possibly isn't important to that many people in society. So you're getting so wrapped up about what other people mm. perceive. For instance, I don't want a husband because mm -hmm. I'm a lesbian. So actually, that's not a measure of success for me. Mm -hmm. And I don't love you as a friend because you don't or do have a husband. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to acknowledge that every single person sees the world through their lens. Yeah. N like, I will never have the same goals, the same views, the same opinions as anyone else. No. So this potential goal that you're trying to achieve to satisfy society is actually your story. Yeah. And if you ask 99.9% .9 of society, they'd be like, what? She, why, she, why does she see that success? Yeah. Like, I don't even... Gem is just Gem. She's wicked. Like... That's so sad that she's keeping herself trapped in this story when most people don't have that opinion. I know. I'm just making that assumption that everybody mm. values the same things as me. Yep. 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 Um, but having that awareness mm. is quite freeing. Like, do you feel like now going, oh, yeah, Liv, Liv doesn't. Yeah. That. that definitely made me feel better when you told me that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's it, true. It's, um. oh, I don't feel like I'm qualified enough to say, but maybe there's something more, and I have to think on this one, is our place in society and is it coming from a place of insecurity or ego or lack of self-esteem where we feel like we have to fit perfectly within society. Mm -hmm. Like we have to be the round peg that goes in the round hole and that, yeah. that makes the societal world go round. Or, you know, actually can we remove ourselves and society will still go round? Like the world will still feature. Like it's, yeah. I think I want to think on that a bit more, but yeah. um, I would love just before we move on to the next sort of segment, talk yeah. a little bit about beliefs. Yeah. Um, and we'll possibly end on this as well with mm -hmm. my little never section, but. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. At the end. But um I think it's really important, again, back to awareness, I feel like that's the heading of this whole topic, um, is that your belief systems aren't actually your own. Like, mm. you own them. It's almost like a visual, someone giving you a little box, and inside that box has their belief, and you then hold the box, and you go, cool, okay, now it's my belief, because it's like a present. Like, when you get gifted a present, it becomes yours. Mm -hmm. But when we come out of the womb... We are essentially a, a, a blank canvas. Yeah. We're like a completely open sponge. We don't have beliefs. We don't have opinions. We don't have thoughts. We don't mm. have views or judgments on anyone or anything. Mm -hmm. 
And the only way we can establish all of that is by taking them from society, parents, um, people of influence. So it's it, you can then go through life and think, ooh, is that belief that I was told by my dad that in order to be fit and healthy, I must do 10 star jumps every morning before breakfast? Mm. Or, you know, in order to pass my driving test, I must do 500 hours of lessons before I take my test. Like... Mm. Every single thing in life, you can go, ah, oh, actually, that doesn't work for me because I really like to have a slow start in the morning and I feel most happy when I roll over and snuggle in and cocoon myself. Yeah. And then first thing I do is get a coffee and go back to bed and then yeah. I read a chapter of my favorite book or I listen to a podcast. And so if you're trying to do five push-ups or star jumps or whatever yeah. it is because your dad told you that's what you had to do to feel healthy, mm. um, actually, that doesn't align. Yeah. So it's having the choice. Yeah. And um, you can do this with every single belief you've, you have. Yeah. Like, obviously, you'd be doing this potentially until the cows come home, until you're, you know, on your deathbed. If, you, if you challenge yeah. every belief. We literally have thousands of beliefs, don't we? Yeah, but mm. there's, there's some beliefs that, again, awareness, that you'll physically feel when they don't align with you. Mm. So, for instance, I don't drink. Um, and when people were trying to get me to drink at uni and I played rugby, so drinking was quite part of the culture, mm. um, I would just like tense up, like, oh, mm. I, no, this doesn't sit well with me. I don't mm -hmm. want to do that. Yeah. Um, and having the awareness, because by that point I'd done a shit ton of self-work through <laughs> hospital and mm. psychs and all that, was going, ah, oh, first of all, that belief doesn't feel right for me. Okay, how do I change the belief? Can I go through uni not drinking? Can mm. I have a social life and join in without having an alcoholic beverage in my hand? Can I have fun and have friends and be accepted when I don't want to do the beer train at the end of a rugby match? And, and then on the belief, it's one thing to have the awareness, then you change your belief, then you must put it into action. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if there's little parts of your day where you think Ooh, that feels just not quite right or it just sparks a little bit of frustration or anger or it just doesn't sit well with me where mm. and this takes time like now I can kind of very easily go oh yeah no that belief doesn't sit well with me and, mm -hmm. and question that but and I've put you on the spot here I'm wondering if there's yeah. anything that you nothing's coming to mind but I feel like I'm going to be much more aware of this now Mm. And try to, when I do come across beliefs that don't quite feel right with me. Yeah. But then what about, surely by you, the time you get to our age, most of the beliefs are so ingrained that yes. you've just, you just believe them. Yep. Yep. <laughs> 100%. That's why at the beginning. And they feel right. <laughs> I said it takes work. Yeah. So the way that I became anorexic and, and, and on death's door, so I was absolutely emaciated, years in hospital, like it's a horrific time was because I changed my beliefs. Mm. So there was a time where I was a happy, carefree child, loved my food, loved playing outside, loved just being me and growing into my teen self. And then I, the only way that I could be anorexic was to fundamentally change my belief system. So going from 
oh, this chicken pie tastes freaking delicious. Yes, I'll have seconds. Thank you very much. Prefect privilege at school. You? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason I came a prefect, so I could get seconds at lunch. Oh, wow. Yeah, we had beautiful lunches. <laughs> anyway, off at a tangent. Um, so went from that to if I even walk past a bakery, mm. I will gain the fat cells from the food mm. the particles will somehow get through my skin and into me and that will make me fat and that means that I am a horrible person so I will cross the road so something wow. happened there where my beliefs changed and that was on mm. food that was with exercise you know hundreds of beliefs changed I had the awareness and it kind of comes from my mum thanks mum love you loads where she went sweetheart imagine if you put the energy determination and dogged kind of like grit that you're putting into becoming anorexic and keeping yourself skinny, imagine if you put that energy into something positive, mm -hmm. into something good, into changing. And with that, I was like, shit, I've, imagine if I, I had the awareness that my beliefs have all changed. Well, they've changed once. So imagine if I could change them back. Yeah. And so, yeah, freaking hard mm. and absolutely like a 20-year investment and I'm still changing my beliefs every day I've got the awareness to go hmm actually do I want to go to the end of season sports awards because that's what you do or do I want to wear heels because that's what people do or do I want to wear mm. I don't know get my eyebrows tattooed on because that's what people do not really like <laughs> <laughs> that's not really me but I'm 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 I've trained my mind to to be primed to be testing these beliefs all the time, yeah. and that has taken years. Mm. But it is possible, and because I've changed my beliefs fundamentally twice, well, I took on beliefs, yeah. then I changed them to be ill, then I changed them again to be better. It reassures me that it's so possible. Yeah, um, that's quite exciting. Yeah, so um, you're very inspirational. No, stop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's. That's lovely, but all I'm doing is essentially passing on what others have taught me over the years. So yeah. in a way, I can't go back to England. I did try to search for the place I was in hospital and search the nurses and stuff. That's now demolished, that oh, building. Okay. It's a beautiful old building in Staffordshire in the countryside because I wanted to thank them, mm. and I can't do that. But maybe by, really, I'm just the messenger to all of that help over the years. Mm. And it's only now, ironically, when I'm better, when I can't, you know, I was a bitch. I was so horrible in hospital. Like, I, I was so this. ill and so angry. I was in just so much pain. Yeah. And obviously, people in pain pass on pain. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just, this hopefully gives back. Absolutely. In a way. Yeah. So, um. We can keep talking and talking. I can't, but can you believe, do you want to have a guesstimation of how um, much time has passed? Half an hour? <laughs> yeah, a little bit oh, over. Oh, okay, yeah. A little bit over. So I think half an hour is a good amount of time. Short and sweet. Yeah. We're just kind of making this up as we go along, aren't we, really? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I feel like, is there, have you got any questions? There's, I feel like we've gone through a lot, but maybe we haven't really gone through anything either. This, I think we have. Uh, our first question was, yeah. why do some people not have true love for themselves or beat mm. themselves up. And I, I think we need to succinctly try to answer that. Okay. Um, Go for it. 
<laughs> it's not. You, I'm not going to answer. I mean, the you didn't. You didn't want to have a go asking that one. <laughs> I feel like I'm merely here for encouragement. Okay. I'm not the one that's okay. <laughs> very wise. Um, fundamentally, we need to question our beliefs around things. We need to change the narrative. So the way that we perceive life is through our own lens, backed by a story that only we have created in our head. So. Maybe there's a little bit, and we haven't really spoken about this, but perspective is we can take the same situation. So we can go to the swimming pool, you and I, um, and at the end, I can like, oh my God, that was so good. Or actually, let's switch it around. I'll go, that was shit. I mean, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't imagine me doing this, but yeah. no, that was crap. I never want to do that again. And mm. you can be like, oh my God, but that was awesome. Mm. I love that. And then we go, well, why? So, well, I was in the slow lane and I had a cramp because I had, I was training too much yesterday. Didn't feel great because I had a dodgy egg and I didn't put my food in the, <laughs> in the, in the fridge. Right. Um, and then this kid was really noisy and was splashing me. And every time I, I went to like change lanes, this kid seemed to jump the other lane. And you could say, actually, it's the first moment in my week that I've had time for myself. I love the, the temperature of the water. I've, I've been really like hot of late because obviously it's all like summery and gross and sticky. And I was just mm. like so aware of the cool water on my body. And also I had like a really sore foot for months and I had the acknowledgement for the first time my foot didn't hurt. Mm. And that made me feel really good in my body. And yeah, I'd forgotten the sensation of being in water. Exactly the same situation, yep. but our perspective on it is different. Mm. So I, I think there is an element of when we're not happy, it's because or we're not being um, loving to ourselves is because we are telling ourselves a story about the world. We're almost programmed to notice the shit or programmed to notice something that we ourselves, we perceive as we're doing wrong to beat ourselves up against. Mm -hmm. It's not about being big headed and being like an arrogant prick, but it's about maybe going, huh. I didn't, I didn't play that well in that game or I don't feel like I had the most productive day at work, but I did smile at someone in the lift and that started a conversation. Yeah. And now I feel like I can talk to that person and who knows, I might make a new friendship. So it's taking every day, every day, taking every day and, and put attaching a positive story to it. Mm. Um, and it. I suspect that potentially people who don't feel happy in their world, mm. it's because they're, projecting an unhappy story or mm -hmm. a negative story to their world um yeah I, that wasn't that's a that wasn't answer. concise though was it i need to get higher <laughs> at like <laughs> now say just 30 30 seconds or less. <laughs> um love yourself do things from a place of love and compassion and rather than a place of trying to beat yourself up or finding fault in yourself so even if you are unable to do something that you've challenged yourself to do that's okay let yourself off be kind to yourself so I think maybe that's just it mm. I've learned to be kind to myself mm. over the years and we are so horrible to ourselves if we spoke to like if our friends spoke to us the way that we speak to ourselves yeah. you'd be like fuck off you're I not know. a friend you're a freaking horrible yeah. person go away yeah and um I'm not afraid to be kind to myself because yeah. I'm not actually going to stand for that anymore. I beat myself up for so many years. Yeah. 
But um, I'm done with that. Mm. I'm a bit over being horrible to myself. So maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just a little bit kinder to myself. Yeah. And I've got the awareness to go, oh, Livy, come on now. That's not very nice to yourself, yeah. is it? Like, almost. Would you say that to a friend? No, you wouldn't. Yeah. So, yeah. Or would I say that to a child? Like, mm. at the end of the day, we're all just kids in adults' bodies. We're all just <laughs> these vulnerable little yeah. people. We don't know what we're doing. No. Life's scary. Life's confusing. We're yeah. all trying to fit in. We're too worried about what other people think of us. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. If you maybe think of yourself as a little kid mm. and go all right actually i'm gonna i'm gonna admit to something very embarrassing before we wrap up okay <laughs> actually no i'm gonna own it yeah that's free. right i have painted this little character on my wall right. um and it's this little fluffy blob w- on a bike going over a hill and it looks really sad it's got like an elephant trunk but it's furry yeah. and it's this like round ball with a little tail and then on its back it's got all these little fluffy characters it's completely fictional it's just like this weird creature from my mind Mm. that is my inner child Mm. that is my like when I arrived here I had no family very lonely because I am a bit different I'm a bit special at times but Mm. um yeah I I was lonely and Mm. I I every so often not 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 that much now but I just look at it and go like it's all right you're all right buddy it's okay and I would imagine Aww. I'm saying that to myself. Like yeah. that little thing is a portrait of my inner child, my yeah. little kind of vulnerable self. And actually I showed this to the kids at the school yeah. last week. And just to say, it's all right to kind of lean into the parts of ourselves that are small or vulnerable or scared or like just, we just need to be kind to ourselves. Mm. The world is such a hard place. Mm. Like emotions, stress, yeah. like expectations. That's just from ourselves. And then we think that society is also putting that on us. Mm. Like, let's just give each other a little bit of, like, give ourselves, sorry, a little bit of love. Yeah. And if you struggle to genuinely give yourself love, start by giving it to others. Guaranteed, you'll start to then be able to give it to yourself. Uh-huh. So if you, yeah, like for me, I can genuinely say I love myself. Yeah. And people go, Oh my god! I can't. No way! Like yeah. I could never imagine waking up and like skipping, frolicking naked around my kitchen. <laughs> like you, I love life while doing the housework. So as a start, you're probably thinking, "Live, rain it back." What is she on about? But just start being nice to other people. Yeah, and I guarantee it will come back round. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <sighs> That's really sweet. Cute. We all need to create our. I wish I wasn't across character. the table from you. I give you a hug. I feel like <laughs> you need a hug. Um, right, we're going to wrap up with a little segment. I haven't created a name for this. You're mm-hmm. good at names. I can't just call it the never part. Okay, like it just feels a bit. Is that negative? <laughs> well, it is negative, but sometimes like negativity is fine as well. Like we need to get away from these labels. Mm. It's just a bit short. One word. It doesn't uh, just pack a punch. Okay, the never. The never. Segment. Well, tell us more what it's about. Okay, sure. Um, so the never essentially is never do this. So there's a lot in life where we're told what to do, how to do it. Mm. Um, and I just think sometimes there's actually things that you just should never do. Mm. Um, I don't I don't think we're really told that. Like maybe as kids, like you never punch your sister in the face or something. It's an obvious one. Mm. But just coming at it from a different perspective. So... The never that we're going to do mm-hmm. is, um, and this is sort of something, a one-liner one, one liner takeaway, mm. 
never take on someone else's belief that doesn't serve you. And that ties in really nicely with what we've um, spoken about. So if if you complete all of this podcast goes over your head and you think, oh my God, what a total waste of 43 minutes of my life. Mm. <laughs> Try for just this week to never take on someone else's belief that doesn't serve you. So can you think of one, Jem, maybe that you've been holding on to? It's quite, it's quite a broad concept, but mm. is there someone's voice you can hear in your head where they've gone, oh my gosh, never, never put your left shoe on before you're right? Or it can be ludicrous, but mm. it can be stuff we do. Like I give an example, and this is not life-changing, but people prick sausages. Yeah. Usually, you'd know this because you're yeah. a chef actually. Yeah, yeah. And people just do it out of habit because mm. that's what their mum did and their mum did it because that's what their grandma did. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you call them bangers here, but in England you call mm. them bangers and mash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you prick them because back in the day there was a shortage of meat and beef and pork, usually pork or offal, whatever. Yeah. So they put a little bit of water in. Yes. They buff them out with water. So you prick them to let the water out so they don't bang. Mm-hmm. So they're not, they don't become like... Oh, that's the origin. Yeah. Nice. But we don't need to do that these days unless no. they're shitty walls or like, you know, bad quality. I'm oh, sorry. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But um, yeah, unless they're like a really cheap sausage, actually, as soon as you prick it, you let all the flavor out. Yeah. See, I do know what all I'm talking ju- about. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All the um, juices. All the juices, yeah. all the fat. You don't need to pop them. Be- mm. You don't need to poke them because they're yeah. not going to bang yeah. because they're more dense in meat. Mm-hmm. So that's, a belief or maybe just a behavior beliefs yeah. act out as behaviors so it's a kind of the same thing yeah that we've just kind of done we've just inherited without giving it thought yeah um yeah mm. so i mean i'm sure there's so many things that there must be so many yeah i look forward to you i wish you'd told me beforehand and then i could oh yeah sorry great ones bad um bad from me. do you have do you have some or obviously other than the pricking a, a banger um <laughs> gosh actually that's a good point you've put me on the spot and mm. it's because there's they're almost daily I mean you could drive yourself insane by going oh actually do I believe that for every single action you yeah. know you'd like you'd immobilize yourself yeah. you wouldn't be able to move yeah um I, maybe one is do I need to have a drink before going out or whilst I'm out to have a good time mm-hmm. no yeah not really that's a big one mm. Um. Yeah. That's no, I can't one. think. I can't think of any. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I've given mine the sausage one. Yeah. So it's your turn. So <laughs> I don't, I don't, <laughs> don't think you one. need to load it back on me. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. that's that's the the takeaway. Yeah. So um, never take on someone else's belief that doesn't serve you. So yeah, hopefully people will have a little think about what they might be doing habitually that actually doesn't align with. Mm. with who they are doesn't sit well mm. and listen into your bodies feel when you do something habitually just feel if that actually does work for you yeah because your body will usually like come up with a bit of tension or twang or like could that be a little discomfort there mm. again awareness it's all about awareness um the very last thing i don't want to end this chat it's oh really i nice. thought that was the last thing no that's that's the penultimate thing okay okay um the very last thing is a bit homework. Oh, great. But we're going to call it self-work. Yeah. 
Um, so I just need to find a name for the never section. Mm. This is just the self-work section. Okay. And um, yeah, so if you need another takeaway yeah, from love this a bit session, of homework. Um, you were going to come up with this one, Gem. Oh, what? Was <laughs> I? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, it's no, here. I was. I've written it down for you. Oh my gosh, I'm I so was. Prepared. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about when we have moments of um, anxiety and rewriting our thoughts in that moment. So when I'm anxious about something, which I do, I do experience anxiety a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend As did to, I used to, yep. yeah. I tend to focus on um, worst case scenario, what could go wrong. Um, so I've learnt to switch my thoughts to what could go right. Mm-hmm. So l- let's give an example. <laughs> a first date. Terrifying, hate them. Yeah. Um, this is something that I'm trying to do at the moment. But I hate dates and I've never enjoyed them. I've always, always found them super anxiety inducing. And the reason I don't like them is because I think about, oh, what if it's awkward? What if we don't click? What if he looks nothing like his picture? Because obviously we are all using dating apps now. What if he... And obviously what they look like is the most important thinks, feature. Yeah. No. Not. What if, he, <laughs> what, if he's, what if he's disappointed by me and he's like, oh my God, she looks nothing like her picture. And what if it's just a big old mess and I feel I just okay. want to run. I feel like we're about yeah. to enter an anxiety okay. <laughs> okay, so I've got a, quite quick, the list. Quick, quick. But instead of going through these, I need to say what could go right. Yeah. Well, here's what could go right. We could have a great conversation we could make each other laugh we could um realize we've got something some things in common we could enjoy each other's company we could decide that we want to see each other again mm-hmm. and or you could also go we didn't align we had different opinions we didn't we didn't kind of want to see each other again but that's also cool because yeah. there's no there's no loss there yeah you've got your answer yeah yeah amazing so focus on what could go right that's Love it. That's what you've got to ask yourself in moments of anxiety. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, I do believe that chalk and cheese will be a feature. I think that will, we might just scrap this podcast and start that. Okay. Because I feel like this is. I like it. Really fun. But that would suggest that I'm coming back for more podcasts. And I thought I was just a guest. Well, <laughs> but you do a really good job, You are Jeff. the star of the show here. It could just be called chalk. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> One word. <laughs> What's chalk? That's naff without the cheese. I love a bit of cheese. Um, lovely. Well, I wasn't sure how long the pod would run for. It appears um, nearly an hour. Wow. So I think that's it. I think Great. we can wrap up. Hopefully there's some cute little jingle music that comes on after <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm happy to I can provide. sing if you like. Should we? I can sing Actually, that's terribly. the final part of our podcast is we sing out <laughs> <laughs> this is where <laughs> I run guest. <laughs> I have somewhere to be no we won't we won't um, damage your ears I'm sure you'll add some little music yeah, outro I think so in post-production yeah amazing thank you awesome. for having me thank you so much love you so much Gem bye, bye. love you bye oh I can't find the off button